We just want to thank Bishop for giving us an opportunity to come and share in this vision. A vision of ten, a mission of turning religious people into followers of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That as we dream, as a church that dreams, we dream towards a thousand churches of God in this lifetime. Hallelujah. Are you ready for the word, Bazalani? Are you ready for the word? Amen. We are looking at the, the theme for the month, which is a church, a building of living stones. A church, a building of living stones. Bishop introduced it this morning, uh, and we are running with it. Hallelujah. We are looking at the main scripture, which is First uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 5. First Peter chapter 2, verse 5. We will look at it in two versions. The first version is the New King James Version. The New King James Version, it reads as, You also, as living stones, being built up a spiritual house, a, house, a holy priesthood, to offer up sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And in the, I like it in the Amplified. In the Amplified says, you believers, you believers, like living stones are being built up into a spiritual house for a holy and a dedicated priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices that are accepted, that are acceptable and pleasing uh, to God through Jesus Christ. You know, I like the way Paul puts it and the way it is input in the Amplified. It, is, it says, you believers, you are living stones. You are living stones. You know, Bishop indicated in the morning that there are many similes that the Bible uses to tell us who we are as the church. To tell us who we are, to show us as, as a symbol, uh, to show our role as a symbol as a church. Hallelujah. So one of those is a temple. It's a temple. You see, when, when Christ says we are the body of Christ, it's a simile that he uses. And in, in, in Paul uses it in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 12. But here, Paul is using a, a, another one. Uh, Peter is using here another one that says it's a temple. When he speaks about the temple, he's not speaking about the brick and mortar. All right. The brick and mortar do not have life. But me and you have life. Hallelujah. Me and you are the church. Me and you are the temple. We are the ones that God is building us. He is building us up. He is building us up. We are being built. Each time we come into fellowship like we have today, we are being built up. And that, uh, and that bishop works on us that we may be strengthened more and more, that we may be able to can offer May be able to can offer sacrifices. And the reason why we offer sacrifices is because we are a priesthood. You see, when you read down in chapter, in verse 9 of the same chapter, it says that we are a royal priesthood. We are a chosen generation. That's who we are. Okay, that's who we are. So here, Peter is using the simile of us being a temple. Us being a temple, a living temple being built up as living stones. Turn to your neighbor, say, neighbor, I am a living stone. I am being built up. Each time I come into the service, I'm being built up. Note, Bazalane, that this temple is built by Jesus Christ himself. All right. 
when he reveals what Peter says, he says, uh, uh, Peter, this is not what man has revealed to you, but it is, the God, it is God who has revealed this to you, that upon this rock I shall build my church. I shall build my church. Note, he's not saying that someone will build his church. He's not saying that another one will build it. He says, I will build my church. So the work of building the church up, it is the work that God has embarked as a project. Remember the theme for the year, that we are building, hallelujah. And therefore we serve a building uh, God. God is the builder, hallelujah. He says that in, uh, this, build, this building of a temple is based on Jesus Christ as, as a chief cornerstone. As a chief cornerstone. He is a chief cornerstone, and a chief cornerstone, one of the things that it does, that it is, it is, it is where what the foundation is based on a cornerstone. That's the first thing. The second thing is that it sets a tone, or it sets a precedence. All right? the, the reason why we are called Christ-like is because we are being based on Christ who is the chief cornerstone. Hallelujah, Bazalan. So, uh, what we need to do is to take the cue from how Jesus Christ lived, on how Jesus Christ did things. That's how we should operate. Because he is the chief cornerstone. And this chief cornerstone was laid such that a foundation was further laid on it. And the foundation that is based on the apostles' teachings, according to Acts chapter 2, verse 46, 47 and 48. It is the apostles' teachings that sets a tone that sets their foundation and therefore we should not preach any other gospel but a gospel that is based on the apostles teachings that is based on Christ himself as the chief cornerstone hallelujah Amen. the other thing is that as this the, the verse says we are being built up we are being built up so as individuals our role is to allow God to build us up because when he builds us up we become part of this temple. So each and every one of us has a role. Each and every one of us has a gifting that God has called him to do. Each and every one of us has a mission, has an assignment, has a purpose that we need to achieve. So therefore the notion was that you will come here and warm your seat and be fed and go home and get obese is not a good one. That you need to be involved. That you need to be involved, that as we march towards a thousand churches, as we march towards building further and further the kingdom of God or the temple of God, that we play our role as a church. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn to your neighbor, say, neighbor, yeah. gone are the days where I will sit around and do nothing. A thousand churches requires that we should get involved as a land. Hallelujah. Note, Bazalani, that this temple, this temple, just like in the Old Testament, this temple has a priesthood. It has a priesthood. And that priesthood, Bazalani, has a higher priest. The higher priest denotes that there, there are other priests that are not, not higher. Others it could have been referred to as, as a temple with priests. But it says it's a temple that has higher priests. Hallelujah. This shows, Bazalane, that one thing that God has always longed for, it is to have a nation of priesthood. To have a nation of priesthood. That is always what he desired. 
The reason why he had chosen Israel was that not that Israel should just become a people, that they should become a priesthood nation. When you read the book of Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers, he tells them on how to live. And the lifestyle that he's asking them to live is different from other nations around, around them there. But you see, the problem is that Israel is Israel. Israel. As a result of them not being obedient, he decided just to give them a fraction of this priesthood. It is called the ironic priesthood. The ironic priesthood is a priesthood that was started and all the Levites were set apart as priests. As priests. But that was not how it's supposed to be. They were all supposed to be a, a nation of priesthood. To show the entire, the other nations, remember what the promises of God to Abraham. The promises of God to Abraham says, I will bless, through you I'll bless other nations. Through you I'll make other nations to be a priesthood nation. So today we are going to learn, we are going to learn what does it mean to be a priesthood. What does it mean to be a priesthood, especially in the New Testament? Especially in the spirit or in this dispensation of grace. We're going to learn how, what it means to be a priesthood. Hallelujah. Yeah. Note, Bazalani, that this priesthood is set upon the priesthood of a, a person called Melchizedek. This we read in Hebrews chapter 7. When you read Hebrews chapter 7, it tells you about the priesthood of, 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 of Melchizedek. It says that this priesthood was not based on the priesthood of Levi. It was not based on, on, on the tribe of Levi. But instead, it was based on the tribe of Judah. This is where Jesus Christ came from. He didn't come from the tradition, the normal practice of, of Levi. Where the Levites were doing the priesthood. Every time, everyone who was in the tribe of Levi was, is expected to be a priesthood, but not Jesus Christ. So he shows you that he is setting apart a different priesthood. The one that will be obedient to him. The one that will inhabit and do his orders, his commands, his precepts. It is a precept, it is a, 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 a priesthood of Melchizedek. When you read about Melchizedek, it tells you that he does not have a father, neither has a mother. And it is a priesthood not only that is temporary, it is a priesthood that is there forever. So me and you are sharing in that priesthood because of Christ. Hallelujah. Yeah. We are sitting there because Israel has failed. Jesus Christ has to come. He had to come because of obedience that he has done. Me and you are saved and have access to being a priesthood. Hallelujah. Yeah. So when you read Hebrews chapter 5, it tells you, it tells that for every high priest taken amongst men is ordained, ordained for man and in things pertaining to God that he may offer both gifts and sacrifice. So the portion I want to zoom in there, it is where it says a priest is there to offer gifts and sacrifices. The gift that we as, as, as a church, we as a living stones, we as, as, as priesthood are supposed to offer, it is the, uh, it is the, uh, the gift there represent prayer. The gift there represent prayer. That is the first thing. Our role is to pray. We pray for our nation. We pray for other people. We pray for the saving of souls. We pray for that the kingdom of God might come and be amongst us. 
in teaching uh, disciples, his disciples, Jesus Christ says, when you pray, you need to say, thy kingdom come. Thy will must be done on earth as it is in heaven. But you see, that the, the kingdom come will not happen be, uh, just by us, just, or, or, or it will not come by osmosis. It will need to, uh, for us to act so that the kingdom of God can come here. Are you with me, Bazalam? So we are there. We just need to lift our hands. And this is where we are thankful for, for Bishop for calling the prayer on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And we are grateful, Bazalam, for the response that we gave. But for, for some of us who are not there, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, yeah. please next time, come and pray. Why? Because it is our duty, it is our role as priests to lift this nation high. But a nation without God is a lost nation. And this nation was premised on the premises of God, not on any other thing. The way in which we, we came to be liberated, we came to have our democracy, was not on war. It was based on the peace of God. So for us to maintain, we need to raise our hands and pray. Hallelujah. Amen. The second thing is that we offer sacrifices. We offer sacrifices. Just like in the olden days, we offer sacrifices. But note, these sacrifices are living sacrifices. As opposed to the past, they are living sacrifice. So therefore, we need to offer living sacrifice to God. Hallelujah. So today, I want us to look at what, what does it mean to offer sacrifices in the new dispensation, in the New Testament. We're going to, before we get there, I just want to say to you that all those people who came uh, before God always came having something in their hands. Always came and have, having something to their hands. Whenever they have an encounter with God, they had an encounter with God based on something, not based on what is not there. Are you with me, Bazalan? So they, they came before God presenting sacrifices. An example here is Jacob. Jacob builds an altar for the Lord and he offers sacrifice. Abraham had an altar, he made a sacrifice. Elijah made an altar in Carmel to offer sacrifice. And one thing that I can tell you is this. In all of these many cases, God never failed to meet with these individuals who approach him on the basis of sacrifice. God never denies or changes his principles. And therefore, that principle that was in the Old Testament still prevails today. That when you come before God with offering sacrifice, he does not turn you away. All you need to do is to learn how to do sacrifice properly. Because sometimes when we do sacrifice, we do them wrong. And God stays away when we have strange fires that we bring. He wants us not to bring strange fires, but he wants us to, pray, to bring the fire that he has given to us, which is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So we need to learn. But what are these sacrifices? What are these sacrifices that we are bringing? The first sacrifice that we are bringing is ourselves. God wants us to present ourselves as, as living sacrifice. See, when, when, when the priests were there, the Bible says that when they entered the Holy of Holies, if any of them had sinned, they would die. They would die. And therefore, it means that they needed to present themselves first. 
allow themselves to be cleansed first before they uh, presented sacrifices. So the first thing that we need to do is to present ourselves. Of ourselves. Paul, when he speaks about this, he says, uh, in Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, he says, I beseech you, brethren, by the message of God, therefore that you may present yourself as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your which is your reasonable service, and to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be able to improve that which is good and acceptable and perfect before God. He says we should present ourselves as living sacrifice. That is the first thing. That, you know, presenting yourself as a living sacrifice, is, one is that you, you are surrendering your life to God. You are saying to God, God, here am I. I'm unable to can save myself. I'm unable to can live according to your standard. Therefore, I surrender myself. It is giving your life to Christ. It is receiving Christ as Lord and Savior. That is the first thing. The second thing is that it is being able to say, God, use all of me. Use all of me. Note, Bazalana, that when we present ourselves as, sacrifice, as living sacrifice, God wants us. He wants us to be able to can present ourselves so that he can use all our members, all our parts. Because our parts are important. God wants your head. God wants your hand. God wants your heart. God wants your feet. It is important that we should be allowed to be used as instruments. Our body parts are there to be used as, as, as instruments. Our lives are there to be used as, as, as instruments. One of the things that we can do and do well for ourselves is to be used by God in this, in this time where uh, uh, things are dark in our country. That we should opt that we will do good. That we will opt that we will be used by God to be able to can impact people. Yes, Masalani, we know that we might be an angry nation. But even though we are angry as a nation, we can stand and do the right things. Why? Because we are living sacrifices. We are living stones. Hallelujah. The second thing that we need to note is that God says that we should not be conformed to the standard of the world. We should not be conformed to the standard of the world. It means that therefore we need to set ourselves apart. Not do the things according to the world, but set the tone for the world to do. And God this week has shown us, has shown us that if we set the tone for this nation, this nation will follow. That when we do the right things, he will be able to can help us. He will be able to can lift us up. It is at this moment where we are being used by God to do the right things. Hallelujah. Amen. So we need to surrender ourselves as a living sacrifice. Hallelujah. Amen. So number two, it is to give of our time. Give of our time. Paul tells us that it is important that we should Redeem the times. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 16, he says that we should live such that we're redeeming the time. But how do you redeem time? We know that when time comes as past, it is past, you will never regain again. But God promises us that when we do good things, when we do his will, when we do things according to the, according to the pattern that he has given us, we will be able to claw back. We will be able to can claw back. One of the things about momentum is that once you have gained momentum, you are able to do more. The first, the first time it becomes difficult. 
But as you get used to it, you are able to gain momentum. And when you gain momentum, you are able to do more. God is able to say, you know what, when you follow me, I'll take those two fishes and five loaves and multiply. And as a result, you are able to have impact and influence much more than you have had in the past. Hallelujah. When we give of our time, God says we are giving of an important resource. We are giving of important resource. I would say if you say you love God, if you say you have surrendered your life, you have given your life to God, I would say check your time. How much time do you spend with God as opposed to how much time you spend How much time do you spend with God sharing about uh, 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 the word of God and Ogosiba? How much time do you spend you know if you are saying to me you are a true dedicated Christian who is working with God, I will say, how much of the time do you spend? Or are you always busy? Are you always busy for God? You can't do anything. You can't come to church. You can't come in fellowship. You can't go to cell groups because who pees, who pees, who pees. In your business, check how many, how much of that time are you giving to God? Hallelujah. That at this point in time, we are able to can redeem time by doing good. We are able to can redeem time by doing what God wants us to do. Hallelujah. Amen. And no, Bezalani, we are stewards. We are stewards of that time. Now, God didn't just give you time for the sake of time. He gave you that you may be responsible for that time. You will be... So, Note about one thing about stewards. Yeah? Steward needs to account. Another word for stewardship is manage. So therefore, you are managers of your time. How effective are you managing your time? How effective are you managing your time? Are you able to manage your time well? Or are you not? You will account for everything that you do according to... Uh, 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 you will account for every time, for everything you spend on your time. You will account. So Paul, when he speaks, he says that it is appointed for a man, for a steward, to be faithful. It is appointed for a steward to be faithful. So the question is, how faithful are you to the time that God has given you? Elaron Bishop made a point. He made a point that all of us, if there's one thing that we all have equal, is time. All of us have 24 hours. All of us have a week, have a month, have 12 months. All of us. But it is in the outcomes. It is in the output that will tell us where we stand. Hallelujah. So as we get closer and closer to the end of our lives, time becomes much more of the essence. And I want to say to the young people that it is important that you give your life to God whilst you are still young. Solomon, a wise man, says that you should remember God in the days of your youth. Why? Because when you are able to get hold of that, you see, you will be able to do amazing things with your time and do it for God. There are people who today, they, they, they want to serve God, but because they are old, they can't be able to do what God wants them to do. 
Because one thing, one thing about purpose and missions and assignment is that when God has given you, he is going to ask, ask for, for, for you to account on them. So what is it that God has created you for? What purpose are you here for? When you have answered that, you need to move with speed to ensure that you are able to can respond to that purpose. You might think that you have all the years. Why? Because you are young. But I want to tell you, it was only 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago when we held the World Cup. Have you thought about it? Almost 10 years ago. It means that today there's a child who's born who, when you, th- when you will be telling them about the World Cup, they will say, what? Is that how, has it came to, our, to Africa and to our, to our country? It's only, 20, only 25 years ago that we got liberated. The question is, what have we done? Especially as Christians, especially as the church. What have you done? So firstly, God wants us to sacrifice ourselves. He, wants, he doesn't want any other person. He wants you. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, God wants me. I don't know about you, but he wants me. That's the first thing. The second thing is that God says, surrender and sacrifice your time. I want the sacrifice of time. The most valuable thing you can give a person is your time. And I want to challenge parents and say to parents, the most valuable thing you can give to your kids is time. Your time. Now you can shower them with... Yes, give the Lord a round of applause. You can shower them with gifts. You can shower them with everything. Throw money at them. And think that you have done the best. But all they want is your time. Number three. God wants us to sacrifice. Remember, we are living stones. We are priesthood. And as priesthood, we are offering sacrifices. Sacrifice number three is that God wants, us, uh, wants our substance. He wants our substance. Everything belongs to God, including ourselves. Did you hear that? Everything belongs to God, including ourselves. So when we, are, when we have offered ourselves and offered our time, God is saying, offer your substance. Offer your substance. He wants us to offer our substance. In, and he has put it, it is in the, in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, he had required them to offer a tithe. To show as a sign that they are worshipping God. You want to see whether you are worshipping God or not. You want to see whether you are a true priesthood or not. I will say, look at your substance. Where do you spend your substance? Where do you spend your money? God says, offer tithe. And today we are learning and we have learned that tithe is what God requires of us. Hallelujah. And note, Bazalan, Paul says about the Christian in Philippi, he says to them that they have offered a sacrifice of their substance. And that sacrifice of their substance is like a sweet aroma before God. A sweet aroma before God. And one of the reasons why it is a sweet aroma before God because it was given willingly. It was given willingly. 
You see, if you, go, if you give God something and you give it grudgingly, he rejects it. He does not accept it. You ask Cain. You ask Cain. You should offer willingly. Paul says that we should be cheerful givers. Hallelujah. Cheerful givers. And therefore, we need to bring it to, uh, 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 before God. So it becomes a sweet-smelling aroma before God. Hallelujah. And no, Bazalan, this sacrifice has two different aspects to it. It has two different aspects to it. The first aspect is that we are bringing that there may be food in the storehouse of the Lord. We are giving it because we want to worship God. It is a sacrifice. Our tithe, our offerings, our, our, our giving, our donations, our contributions, they come. But secondly, it is there to help one another. That no Christian should struggle whilst others have. That if you have seven dresses, as Dr. Toba say, seven dresses that who is not having none. God is saying it should not happen that way. It should not happen that way. He had given in instructions even to the Israelites that no Israelites should struggle when others are affluent. What type of a Christian are you? Are you going to be a holding Christian or are you going to be a sharing Christian? You know, we say to kids when they, they, they go for any education, they have this saying that says, sharing is caring. And they tell you, mommy, sharing is caring. Daddy, sharing is caring. The question is, are we sharing and are we caring? We should be sharing. None of us should be struggling. We should be able to be impacting one another. In the house of the Lord and even outside the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why we share with the people that are displaced. We have, been, we have been given a chance to say to God, take our substance, Lord, and use it for good. Take our substance, Lord, and be able to can place these people who have been displaced. And he instructs us that if there are foreigners in our land, that we should learn to share. Now, Bazalan, I know it's painful. I know we've gotten to a point where we are surviving. I know where employment is scarce. But even in there, we should remember that God's principles never change. Yeah. That this is where our, Christian, our Christianity has been demanded of. Remember, Bazalan, we are based on a chief cornerstone. That is the chief cornerstone who took two fishes and five bread and blessed it and gave it that they may be fed. Becomes a bit difficult. We share the head of a locust. It doesn't... But that when, when a brother says, help me get petrol, or help me get a road, that you respond to that. Why? Because it is an act. And listen to what God says. It says those who help the poor are borrowing to the Lord. Yeah. So, let's not be too attached to our substance. Let's, them, let's bring them a sacrifice. Sacrifice of praise. Listen to what Hebrews chapter 13 verse 16 says. It says, do not forget or neglect 
to do kindness. This is in the Amplified Virgin. To do kindness and good. To be generous and distribute and, and contribute to the needs of the church as embodied and proof of fellowship. For such sacrifice are well pleasing to God. When you help someone, God receives it as a sacrifice. As a sacrifice that is pleasing to him. And note, the word sacrifice denotes that there has to be some pain that you're feeling. Don't pay. Good. If you're feeling you are giving out of your overflow, it is good. But there's a point where it needs to be able to be a sacrifice. No, 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 no. Look, you know what? I know that this dress, Kairata, is beautiful. Eh? Or mama, I know these shoes they are beautiful. Eh? Now they count daily forty pair of shoes. They fold. And you always have a memory of these shoes. And God says, sacrifice. Someone needs. Are you with me, Bazalan? Hallelujah. Yes, let's give a round of applause to the Lord. So we looked at offering ourselves as sacrifices, offering our times as sacrifices, offering our substance as sacrifice. Number four, offer a sacrifice of good deeds. Your good works. Your good works. Remember, we are priests in the new dispensation, in the dispensation of grace, in the dispensation wherein we are following the chief cornerstone who is Jesus Christ. He says, offer good works. Offer good works. You see, when you read uh, uh, James chapter 2 verse 20, it challenges us. It says, faith without works is good. It's, not, it's dead. Faith without works is dead. Alright. So the context there is that uh, uh, Apostle James is trying to encourage Christians to help one another. Christians to help other people. He says, what good does it, uh, does it do when your brother who is in need comes to you and say, hey, I'm hungry. I need help. You know, and you pray for them. And you say, be blessed. You pray for them and say, be blessed. You know, because that's what we like to do in Bazan. We like praying for people. Now I'll pray for you. I'll stand in the gap. Yeah. I pray that as you stand in the gap, God could say, you offer. That's my prayer. That as you want someone to help, God says, you help that person. You know, I like the story that Bishop uh, 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 told us one time in our pastor's meeting. He says, as he was praying, as a pastor came to him, you know, to, to, to say, look, hey, I got robbed. Hey, my car was taken. God says to him, hey, do something about this. Do something about this. And he did something about it. And he helped this pastor to do, to be on the wheels. That's how powerful it is. That as you pray, you should allow ourselves, remember, we said to God, we are surrounding ourselves first. So when you say you are sacrificing yourself, you're saying you are offering yourself as a living sacrifice. God says you are a vehicle, you are an instrument, you are a vessel. And as a vessel, God says, I will use you. I will, if, you, if, you, if you avail yourself, I will use you. 
So he says now, your good works. Your good works. So that when a Christian comes, a fellow Christian comes, when another person comes, that we'll be able to can say, here is my good work. I'll help. I'll step in. I'll help. I'll step in. I'll lift you up. And it's not only in terms of substance, Bazalan. It is in terms of the ministry of presence. You know, I like the friends of, of Job. The, the friends of Job, when Job went through a tough time, when he lost everything, the Bible says for seven days, for seven days they stood with him. They stayed with him. No one saying anything. That is a minister of presence. No, sometimes you, you, no, you, you don't have to be a Bishop Jakes. You don't have to be a Bishop Musa. You don't have to be an evangelist and come up with the right words. All you need to do is to be there. Listen to what Paul says when he speaks about how and why we are created. He says that we are a workmanship. Do you know a workmanship? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I am a workmanship. No, no, neighbor, I am a masterpiece. Created for good works. So that, therefore, that means that if you do not do a good work, if you do an evil work, if you do a bad work, if you do a wrong work, you are, you are living not according to your script. You are on a tangent. You are, you, you are doing a deviation. You know, when, 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 when a train goes off the rail, People get injured. And that is what is happening with men in this country. That we are not living for good works. We are off rail and off rail people get injured. We need to therefore put ourselves in the rail. You are created for good works. The purpose God created. So the sacrifice that we are giving, it is not a strange sacrifice. It is not a strange fire. It is, a, it is what God expects us. He expects us to be. He expects us to do good works. And, 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 and not only that, but hear what the Bible says. The Bible says that if you know the good work that you do and do not, you are sinning. I don't know about you, for But when I think of the things that are good, that I thought about that are good and I didn't do, it means that I've sinned against God. I've sinned against God. Good works goes to the extent of holy living. That God expects us to live according to a certain standard. That even when you have fallen, God expects you. The Bible says, a righteous man falleth seven times. But he rises again. When he says, no, this is not what I'm created for. I'm created for good works. 
So note God is saying to us, let's offer sacrifice. Sacrifice of ourselves. Sacrifice of our time. Sacrifice of our substance. Sacrifice of our good deeds. And I'll cover the last one. It's a sacrifice of fruit. A sacrifice. Remember, two things that priests do. They offer gifts and they offer sacrifices. We offer prayers, but we're not only offering prayers. We are offering sacrifices. So, you are becoming spiritual in terms of your, 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 your prayers. But you take a step further and take a step of faith and do that which you have prayed for and become a vessel, a vessel to God, a vessel for our, our time, our substance, our good works, and now our fruit. God desires us to declare his glory to the ends of the world. The ends of the earth. He wants us, Barzalani, as Grace Bible Church, not to be confined to South Africa. That we should move and have a presence in Mozambique. Move and have a presence in Swaziland. Move and have a presence in, in Zimbabwe. Move and have a presence in uh, Mozambique. Move and have a presence in Angola. I know that there are some people here who can speak Portuguese. We are required. Comrades, we are required. They remember the challenge that Bishop Doug put to us. To say Africa is full of businesses of South Africa. But how many South Africans have uh, churches across? So let the bishop's vision of a thousand church be that which glorifies God. Yeah. Let me repeat this statement. It, says God desire, it is God's desire to declare his glory to the ends of the earth. His glory to the ends of the earth. That we should come to a point where we are not only a church of cities, that we enter the Chobota, yeah. that we enter Kuruman. There's a city called Namakwa, a place called Namakwa Land. That we become a we have a presence there. Why? Because we have offered ourselves, we have offered our times, we have offered our substance. We have offered our good works. And therefore, we are bearing fruit. So as we give ourselves our time, our substance, and our works to him, there is, uh, there is bound to be a fruit from the earth. There is bound to be a fruit from the earth. Let's read Isaiah chapter 66, verse 19 and 20. This is uh, 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 Isaiah speaking about this. That when we do these things, we are bound to have uh, uh, um, we are bound to have fruit. So let's go. It says, I will set a sign among them, and those among them who escape, I will send to the nations, to Tashish and, and no, no, no. Uh, to Tashish, to Pul, to Lud, who draw the bow, and, 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 and Tabal and Javan, to the, to the coastlands afar off, who have not been heard, my fame nor sin, my glory. And there they shall declare my glory amongst the Gentiles. Verses 20. Then they shall bring all of your brethren for, for an offering to the Lord out of all nations, on horses, in chariots, in the, in, in the litters, 
on muscle, on muscles and uh, camels to my holy mountain Jerusalem, says the Lord. As the children of Israel bringing, bring an offering in a clean vessel into the house of the Lord. So here God says that when we do the things we do, when we offer ourselves, when we offer our time, when we offer our substance, when we offer our good works, we will produce a fruit. And that fruit needs to cover all nations. But God has shown us this week, he has shown us this week that when we do good, when we offer off our time, he's able to can make us shine as a light and we're able to can speak to the nations. Hallelujah. Romans, 16 verses, uh, Romans 15 verse 16 says that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering, um, that the offering up of the Gentiles' note might be acceptable, being as, as, as sanctified by the Lord. That as we do this, that God is able to, can, we are able to can bear a fruit, and note what Jesus Christ says in John 15. It says, you shall produce fruit. More fruit. Much more fruit. And most importantly, a fruit that remains. A fruit that remains. That's what we need to offer to God. Hallelujah, Bazalan. So, Bazalan, as we offer this fruit, note, Bazalan, that this fruit is one that glorifies God. It is not about us. It is not about us, it is about God. That when we do that, God is able to can say, this is the fruit that I receive from Christ Public Church. This is the fruit that I receive from Pizzo. This is the fruit that I receive from Nom Tandas. It is a fruit. Why? Because you have managed to produce. But no, you cannot produce food sitting down and doing nothing. When was the last time you shared the gospel with someone else? When, when, the, when was the last time you led someone to Christ? Leading someone to Christ, Bazalani, it is fruit. It is bearing fruit. When was the last time you helped a brother who was falling down? Some of our brethren are wounded. And yet retreated the bandage. See, when you bandage them back into life, into their Christian walk, they become your fruit before God. When you help other people, they become fruit before God. Hallelujah. So I want to challenge you, Azalan, that we are a royal priesthood. We are a royal priesthood. And as the royal priesthood, we are offering sacrifices. And these are the sacrifices that we're looking at. Remember what he said. We are sacrificing. The first sacrifice is a sacrifice of ourselves. That God is not looking for another that God is not looking for your neighbor or for your, for your sibling. God is looking for you that you should surrender yourself first. And note, that surrendering has to be daily. It has to be daily. It has to be continuous. It is not a once-off process. It's not a once-off event. It's a process. And secondly, that we offer our time. Having offered our time, it is the best gift that we can give to God. Thirdly, we offer our substance. We offer our substance. We are not attached. We are not selfish Christians. We are Christians that share because we care. Number four, that we share good works. 
We do good works. Why? Because we were created for good works. And lastly, we are sacrificing food. That it is our food. When we do the, five, the first four of them, food comes. We are leading people to Christ. We are helping people to Christ. We are glorifying God. And God receives that as our sacrifice of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Shall we all bow our heads and close our eyes. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your grace. We thank you, Lord, that you are challenging us today. That, Father God, that we as priests, O oh God, as living stones, O oh Lord, that are there to build the temple that you have offered us, made us to be priests. Priests that give offering, O oh God, that sacrifice, that give a sacrifice, a sacrifice that is holy and acceptable to you, O oh God. We are thankful, Father, for that time. We are thankful for reminding us, O oh God, for teaching us, O oh God, that once more that we need to take our role as individuals and as a, co a collective, as a church and be prophetic to this nation, that we should be able to do those things as sacrifices that we offer to you. We give you the honor and the glory and the praise. With our eyes closed and our head bowed, as we speak about sacrifice, the first thing that we said is that you need to offer yourself as a living sacrifice. What does it mean to offer yourself as a living sacrifice? It means that you need to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. So as I was preaching, you have been reflecting about that and thinking, but I need this God. I need to offer myself that I may be able to be a priest in the house, in, 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 the, in, the, in the church of God, in the temple of God. If you want to be a priest and you want to surrender your life to Jesus, this is the moment. All you need to do is to raise your hand. Raise your hand and say, Muruti, please pray with me. Pray with me that I might receive this Lord. Pray with me that my sacrifice of offering myself, of laying down my life, of receiving you as Lord and Savior, be acceptable to you. So at this point in time, you might be here or you might be in the, in the overflow, in, 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 uh, uh, in, in viewing with us. We want to extend this invitation. All you need to do is to raise your hand. Raise your hand so that we can pray together with you. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. I want to tell you that when, when you give yourself to God, God will give himself to you. He will be his, your God and he will enable you to live a life worth of the calling. So if you are here and you said, Muruti, I want to I wanna receive Christ. Please pray with me. Pray with me. Thank you for that hand. Any other hand? You're saying you want to receive Christ as Lord and Savior. You want to receive Christ as Lord and Savior. All you need to do is to raise your hand. Raise your hand so that we can pray with you. Pray with you to receive Christ as Lord and Savior. Pray with you to receive Christ as Lord and Savior. Can I ask all the people that have raised their hands, if there are any, to be able to stand so that we can pray together with you. You are here and you say, Murut, I want to receive Christ as Lord and Savior. Stand up so that we can pray with you. Thank you. Any other person? Any other person? Any other person? Thank you. Thank you. People are raising up. Can I ask all the people that have stood up, all the people that have raised their hands, just to make their way. I just want to pray with you. Just make your way to the stage. We want to pray with you. You might be here. You might be on the overflow. But let's encourage them. They're coming. They're coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.